0: Welcome to Double Your Sales, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, the mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Menchus, and I can't wait to dive into today's show. I'm super excited. I have the very amazing Melissa Sinsala with us today, and I just want to say you're in for a treat. So first, I want to say hello, Melissa. Welcome to the Double Your Sales Now show.
2: Hello, everyone. How are you? (laughs)
1: We're great. I'm great. I'm sure our listeners are great and excited to just hear what you have to share because I think what you're up to is leading edge. And I've heard from your clients who just rave about what you do and how you help them. So let me tell you about Melissa. After seven years in the direct sales industry, Melissa, Melissa launched her own coaching company, Follow Your Arrow, Live Your Dream, LLC. She helps entrepreneurs increase their sales by learning energy leadership and building a foundation of trust and confidence in themselves to break through the norm of doing business and pursuing an authentic way of growing their sales and businesses fast. She likes to say, and I've heard her say this before, to get rid of your bullshit story. So we're going to talk about that today because we all have them. So, Melissa, we're just going to dig in. And, you know, what I love about you is you, you keep it real. You're very honest and authentic. And, you know, sales can be difficult. And I know you help your clients really bust through some of their limiting beliefs and some of their stories. So we're going to get to that. But I want to hear about you first. Like what inspired you to get into this area of energy leadership? And looking back, you know, when you launched your coaching business, what limiting beliefs did you have about sales or selling? Like how did this all show up for you if you had any?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So when I, my first experience in sales was obviously within the direct sales industry. And That, you know, I think it's so interesting when you, when you sign up in that realm of business, they don't really tell you that you're going to have this whole personal development journey that comes along with that. And so that was a piece of, of the process in itself. But I was introduced to energy leadership about halfway through my career in direct sales and I really took to it right away. It really, it was something that just really resonated with me and it made perfect sense It's it's kind of this like outstanding, like the, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And you have this auto response. And so when those limiting beliefs kick in, you go to that certain energy level and, and that's where you, that's where you get stuck. And so, um, and so for me, those limiting beliefs are always showing up and I'll be honest, they still show up. And so we, you know, every there, there's a devil in every level and, um, you know, it's it's all about creating some awareness around that and recognizing that every time you level up, so does your gremlin and so does that, you know, so does that voice in your head that tries to stop you and, and keep you safe. Um, but in that, those are the things that keep you stuck. So for me, within launching my company, the very first limiting belief that I had to really break through was, well, I don't have a program. And, you know, and I didn't have kind of this, like, week one, we're gonna do this, and week two, we're gonna do this, and week three, we're gonna do this. And then I learned very quickly that part of what I do best is so intuitive. And so, there's certain things that I have found as I, you know, going through and working with my clients, there's certain things that I found that conversations that I have with every single client, but it's definitely not a week one we talk about this and a week two we talk about that because every person is at a different space energetically. And so in order for us, in order for me to really figure out where my clients are at, that conversation is different. Like I said, we hit those same conversations, but they, they're they all at different times. So realizing no. that I didn't have to have a program was probably no. the biggest limiting belief that I had coming into launching my coaching company, that I didn't have to have a set program, that it didn't have to look a certain way. And then the other big one for me was that I didn't have to be quote unquote certified. I had done so much work with energy leadership and I had done so much personal experience and life happenings and business shifting and all of those things. But there was this little limited, there was this little voice in my head that said, well, you know, do you really know enough? Or do you really, you know, do you really have that ability? And so those were some of the key things that I kind of came up against immediately after launching my company and really breaking through those in order to move forward and grow fast.
1: Isn't it fascinating that the the limiting beliefs that come up and I love what you said earlier about, you know, different level, different devil. That's an interesting way to say as we grow and expand, we think, oh, all the limiting beliefs are going to be gone. Or we think, oh, people like Ursula and Melissa, because they have these really cool tools, they never get limiting beliefs or they just break through them themselves. And I'm sure for you there's an extent of that, but I'm sure you get lots of help from other people as well and mentors and, uh, you know, outside support to break. Because often we can't see our... Well, let's just face it. It's really hard to see our own limiting beliefs. And, right, and the funny thing is that often they're not things that we thought they were at all. And it's this... You know, the thing that pops up in your, for a lot of our our clients and I'm sure your clients, it's like, really? That's what was keeping me stuck? And it's almost almost laughable when you look back at it. like for you the idea of having to be certified and I get it we have a lot of clients who um, like you are in the coaching world and there's this belief especially for women that they have to get the next certification the next master's degree the next MBA, I mean the next PhD and I always ask them is that going to make you a better coach right and most of the time the answer is no unless they, they don't have any experience in the field at all or you know they haven't been in sales or business or whatever it might be but for you like you, you already had it so Let's, when you doubled your sales for the first time, let's go to direct sales first and then let's talk about your coaching business because everybody has a double. Like As long as you stay in business, you're at some point going to double. Right. In your direct sales business, when you look back, when you doubled your sales for the first time, what was that like for you? What came up? What did you realize at that point about being in the direct sales industry and what you were capable of?
2: So it was really interesting because like I said, I had no sales, ex- like zero sales experience coming into the direct sales world. And I had, I had tapped a little bit with other companies and, and you know, different things and, and was in school for business and all that stuff. But really coming into this particular company, I had no clue what the hell I was doing. I had lost my job and I literally was like, you know what, that person just came in and did a show for me and got five shows. So I'm just going to take those five shows and run with it and see what happens. And really, I mean, it was my first year of business. It was double and double and double Um, that my first year in business, my first full year in business, I was number 13 in the nation in sales. Wow. And so that was a whole, like I say, that was a whole year of breakthrough breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. And, and really like in almost in that space of like, I didn't know what I was doing, but I just kept doing like what I was doing was working and I just kept doing and doing and doing and multiplying. And so that was, you know, again, when we look at limiting beliefs, there was a big piece of it for me where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to keep trying. Like, you know, and I think so often the downfall to that is so often sometimes we get into this space and it's like, let's just throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks And that's not always the best solution either, but really, like for me it was figuring out that my, my upline was extremely successful and learning from her, but also realizing that I had to find my way. Like she could give me all of those tools and all of those systems and all of those techniques and strategies and verbiage and all of that stuff, but at the end of the day if it done, if it didn't come from me, If it wasn't my version of that, if it wasn't my twist on it, um, if I didn't take it and make it my own, it wasn't going to work. I mean, that's the piece for me that I love really helping my clients find that way. Because they, I mean, I hear it all the time. It's like, well, I just need some new verbiage or I just need some, you know, a new system. And the reality is all too often, those are the things that we think we need because that's just way easier to take care of than the inner work. And most often, it's the inner work that needs to come first.
1: For sure. Okay, I have lots of questions about that. Let's stay with the direct sales piece for a moment. So, yeah. after you've doubled your sales and you had the significant growth, and you were number 13 in the country, what did you believe about sales and selling then? Like, if you could put it into one sentence, what was your knowing then?
2: It's actually really simple. Like, that was because- my, that like, truly, that was like, it's, the problem comes in when I tried to overcomplicate.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so the more, I mean, looking at the direct sales piece, like literally book, sell, recruit, book, sell, recruit, book, sell, recruit. Like that is, like, that's it. It's really simple. And all of those conversations are identical. So, so I will have people say, oh gosh, I can book anybody, but I can't recruit. I can't recruit for, I mean, it's like recruiting is just out of my realm. I can't do it. And it's the same conversation. It's the same, it's all about figuring out how what you have fits into people's lives and how what you have is going to help them and serve them. And for me, it was figuring out that that was really simple. And the only thing that stopped that conversation was my confidence in what level. So I hit a point in my business where I could book an entire room. I didn't have any problem maintaining my calendar of 10 to 12 shows every single month. I could do that. No problem. But I wasn't recruiting. And it wasn't until I realized, like, I just need to go back to that simple conversation and figure out how what I have fits into people's lives. Whether it's, you know, I'm all, I and I still, I remember my upline leader saying this to us one time, you're, I mean, very shortly into the, you know, short, a short term that I was into the business, a short time that I had been in business. And she said, the only, the only difference between me and you is the amount of time that I've been here. Mm, Wow. When you look at the direct sales industry, nobody's selling a different product, right? Like if you're with Pampered Chef, everybody's selling out of the same catalog. If you're with a jewelry company, everyone's selling out of the same catalog. And so I realized that the only thing she had on me was time and confidence because she was willing to have those conversations, She was willing to go that extra step and take that conversation to the next level and schedule that next appointment and do those things. And so once I figured that out, then it was just wash, rinse, repeat, right? I mean, it was just really that process of of figuring out what that looked like and how I wanted to have that conversation and what things were really important to me. But she also said, the reasons why you can't are the reasons that you should. So for all of those times where someone says, I can't afford it, I can't afford to buy that kit or I can't afford to pay for that coaching program, right? We've all heard that one. In that moment, if you can't afford it, that's the exact reason that you should make that investment. If you can't, if you don't have the time, that's the exact reason that you should do whatever is going to get you to that place that allows you that time freedom for you. And so those are some of the things that helped me continually breakthrough realizing, you know, that I was selling the same product that everyone else within my company was selling. And the only reason I wasn't in the top or I wasn't hitting number one or I wasn't, you know, whatever was going on in my business. The only reason that was happening was because of me. It had nothing to do with the company or the systems or the tools or anything like that. It was where my mindset and my energy was.
1: So Oh, lots of questions. So let's, let's keep going with the direct sales piece. I know you coach, I mean, then you launched your coaching business, so you went from the direct sales to the, but in the direct sales, so, and I think, Melissa, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but at that point you'd already had the energy leadership knowledge. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So how did that, you're, I know we have tons of people in direct sales who listen to the show. So yeah. what I'm curious about is, and I'm going to have you share more later, but this is just specifically around this question. So how did you use the energy leadership tools that you have for yourself or how did that show up? Like how did you use them to support your shifts with limiting beliefs around direct sales that kept coming up? And one of the things you said is, you know, it was always me. And that's the truth. We all know that for the most part. I mean we can blame a lot of things, but we'll say, yeah, in the end it's it's me. So how did you focus that back on yourself to say, okay, it is me and now what am I going to do about it? Like how did you have that awareness even?
2: So that shift really came about number 1 again first and foremost I was in a place where I had hit a point I literally remember sitting in my office and like just sitting at my desk and going why isn't this working like I know how to book and I know how to sell and I know how to recruit but there's still something missing and in that moment I I couldn't figure out what it was I'm like I don't know what it is like I don't get it I don't know what it is I don't know what's missing but there's something missing. And within days after of kind of having that conversation with myself, I, I actually was at a party. I was doing a party and my hostess's sister was a business coach with energy leadership. And so that was the first time. So we just got to chatting And just having some general conversation, and by the end of the night, I was like, "Oh my god, I need to know more about this. Like, I need to know what this is all about, and I need to learn more about energy leadership." And she is now my mentor and my, you know, the my go-to person. And so that was almost that was almost five years ago being introduced to that, and and just really having this understanding. I mean, just really briefly, when we look at the seven levels of energy. Level one is self-doubt, level two is fear, and level three is this place of settling. Level four through seven is where all the really good stuff happens. And when I learned briefly those seven levels, I sat back and went, well, no wonder why this isn't working. I'm living my entire life in levels one, two, and three. And I wasn't breaking through into those higher levels in Hitting that intuitive space and really standing in that faith and that belief that I'm on purpose and really focusing on my service and and all of those things. My business had become, I'd really developed a scarcity mindset and my business had really become focused around that doubt, fear and going, well I guess I tried my best and we'll see what happens next month. And so, so that for me was the turning point. And you know, I remember that day like it was yesterday. I remember sitting in that room and I remember having my organization there with me in it to be a part of this training and they all left. And I remember going, oh my gosh, well, no wonder, like no wonder why this isn't working. This isn't working because of me. This isn't working because that's energetically where I'm sitting. I'm in though. I'm in those levels. And that was the first step. I mean, that awareness in itself. And I see that now when I present. I mean, I see that when I share the model and I share those seven levels and I share the emotional pieces that go along with that. I see it in the room. I see I see the wheels turning and I see those people that were exactly where I was going, holy shit, this is it. Like, I get it. It makes sense now. And what they do from there is up to them. You know, in that moment, they get to decide if that means they're going to make a change or if that means they're going to continue forward doing the same thing that they've been doing. And at that moment, the only, the, the thing that's changed is their awareness. And from that point forward, I always say at the end of, you know, at the end of this presentation, you will know what you know. You'll no longer be able to say, I had no idea. Because now you'll know. And, and what you do with that is up to you.
1: And so at some point then you launched your coaching business. So you so at some so you decided that, you made a decision, you got all in and thought, you know what, I want to help people with energy leadership. I'm gonna launch my coaching practice. Yep. I you know, I, re- I remember I remember connecting with you in certain rooms that I could see, I mean you had some ma- you have massive goals around what you're doing and what you're up to in the coaching space and getting this yep. message out there. So in your coaching business after you doubled your sales in coaching, remember the original limiting belief you said was around being certified. What did yep. you know about sales then, and what did you know about your coaching business and yourself after you doubled your coaching business for the first time?
2: Again, I think that it keeps for me personally. It keeps coming back to, and I experience this with my clients too. So it's so funny because I can hear, you know, just like you said earlier, like we can't see it in ourselves, but we can see it in our clients, or we can see it in other people, or whatever but it's those i mean my cue i mean there's there's two definite things for me that are kind of a cue where it's like oh i i need to create a shift. So one of those things for me is a visual is is visually. So if i'm in a place where i'm feeling really challenged and i'm i'm struggling to figure out what keeps me stuck and if i really like close my eyes and think of that situation, my fear space for me shows up visually. So So if I close my eyes and I'm in my fear space, I literally can close my eyes and I picture myself with like boxing gloves on, like I'm ready to fight. I mean, there's times where, you know, I'm, I'm stuck and I'm trying, you know, I'm breaking through, but it's it's like, if I close my eyes and that's what I see, I'm like, okay, I'm in my fear space. Now I know the steps to take to get out of it. And so for me, it's really like, it's recognizing that fear space um, and knowing what that looks like and had something else that I thought of and it just disappeared. The other, I think that the other piece is recognizing that we always have the tools. So for me, again, I mean, in the direct sales world, it's like, I know how to book, I know how to sell, I know how to recruit, what's missing? And for me now, it's, I know, I know how to prospect, I know how to follow up, I know how to do all those things, but what's missing? And nine times out of ten, it's, I mean, it comes back to, You know, like you talk about setting those appointments. That's a huge piece of it, that consistency. And and just really, you know, for me, again, talking about flow and getting into that flow space instead of the force. Because that's, for me, where the difference is. Because, again, I know that I can say all the right words. I can do all the right things. But if I'm in that fear space, it comes out as force and it doesn't matter what I'm saying, and it doesn't matter what I'm doing, it's pushing people away. And so really recognizing that it's not about the verbiage, and it's not about the tools, and it's not about the systems, that it's about the mindset. And once you get the mindset piece right, you'll find the resources that you need, whether you have access to them and they're sitting on your desk right now, or you need to search for them. Either way, you're going to discover them. But it has to start with you getting into that mindset shift first.
1: Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I know in a couple moments we're going to have you share that, like your strategies on how to do that. We want want you to give us some good, juicy stuff. But before we get there, my listeners want to know, Melissa, so what's fun about you is you have the direct sales experience and you have a coaching business. So in the direct sales business, what were your top two strategies that helped get you to number 13 in the company? And then second, please share, you know, what helped you double your sales in your coaching business? The two strategies that you employed that made the biggest difference.
2: Okay. So in my direct sales business, it came back to booking. And literally, the bookings is the base of your business. If you don't have bookings, you don't have a business. That's all there is to it. And I'm going to be really blunt and really honest with with my beliefs around what happens within social media. I think that there's a lot of fear-based bookings happening in a social media perspective. So people doing Facebook parties and people doing, you know, different social media things. I am not saying that those are bad. Sure. They are ways to grow your business. But my belief is that the direct sales industry years and years ago, if you look back at the direct sales industry and you look back at Tupperware when it started 50, 60 years ago, it started because women weren't allowed to leave their house unless they were buying something for their home. And so it was a means for people to get together. It was a means for women to get together and have this kind of reason to get out of the house. And that's what I based my business on. Again, I consistently did 10 to 12 shows a month, but that was three a week was my ideal. Like I I could manage my family, I could manage my household and I could manage my business doing three shows a week. And really, truly, none of those were Facebook parties. Those were in-home parties where I was interacting because the reality is I couldn't recruit if I wasn't in front of people because I wasn't having that deeper conversation. They didn't get to know me. And it's the same with bookings. People want to have that experience. They want to have the party. They want to have the fun. They want to have all of those things. And you can provide all of those things for people when you do in-home parties. And I will guarantee you, I can guarantee that at the end of the day, your in-home parties are going to double your sales. Your in-home parties are going to be much more time effective and financially rewarding and business rewarding because you're going to be in front of people and you're going to be having those conversations. But what happens is that's where the fear shows up. And so it's way easier to sit behind your computer, copy and paste a bunch of things into a Facebook party, and not have to break through those fears.
1: Great point, I think, and that's part of it, right? To notice when the fear is showing up. So maybe to ask yourself, am I having the Facebook party out of fear, or is this really part of my overall strategy? And you know, I think, like you said, there there could be a place for it, but if it would be better served to be in person, it would be better served. Okay, so let's talk about the coaching business, like two strategies there.
2: Okay. So the biggest thing is truly like my clients say, like, this is really the aha moment. So number one, recognizing that really, truly that
1: voice in your head is- Okay. Hold on. Hold on, Melissa. I'm sorry. I wasn't clear. So in this one, we haven't gotten to the strategies yet. So with your coaching business, just that's okay. What two strategies did you use to grow your coaching business?
2: Got it. To double yourself. Um, Yep. So for me, same thing, right? Like it's crazy how these same things have transitioned into my coaching business because I grow my business the fastest when I am out and about and person to person. So for me, my business has grown purely networking and connecting and being in person with people and having conversation and getting to know people and building that relationship and being consistent in that. So so I do a lot of connecting. I attend a lot of meetings and I've been doing that for over a year. And people know me. People trust me. People recognize me and they, they, you know, and, and I've spoke at some of those events. And so people, I mean, again, it's that same process. It's all about then taking those conversations to the next step. So, you know, so first it's, you know, I mean, for me, at first it's just like, let's get to know each other. And if there's a fit, and if we jive energetically, then we move to the next step, and and then it's a different phone conversation, and then it's conversation about my, you know, how how my program is going to fit for them, and and if it's going to be, you know, if if we jive and it's going to work, and all that stuff. And so, the reality is, the starting point is totally the same. It's it's all about. And I think that there's a piece of that truly for me that, again, uh, I work best off the cuff. I work best intuitively. And so when I'm in those conversations, questions just come up. I'm just, I mean, I, I believe that I'm, you know, intuitively guided to where that conversation needs to go in order for me to best serve them in that moment. And I also realize truly that there's parts of that as well. I walk into every one of those Connects literally saying it's going to be my opportunity to serve or it's going to be someone's opportunity to serve me. Um, And it's going to be one of those two scenarios. I'm either going to help someone or someone's going to have exactly what I need in order to grow and move forward. It's going to be one or the Mm -hmm. other.
1: I love what you're sharing in terms of, you know, with both scenarios, direct sales or coaching business. It's so important to be front and center. I mean, it's so much easier to make that connection. I know there are people who do it, you know, a lot virtually, but as I've chatted with our some of our social media experts, it's a lot more people to make that happen. If you can be out in the world and be visible, it doesn't take as much. It truly doesn't. It's about that connection. And right. great point, Melissa. You know, when you sit with someone, it's like, can I serve them or can they serve me? And what's our next step here? So we're almost out of time. I want to make sure you have time. Two minutes. I want you to, you know, you're an expert in energy leadership. So as we've talked about, I'd love for you to share you know, two to three strategies, real tangible things to give us a taste of what energy leadership is and what we may, might be able to use right now.
2: Okay, so I'm going to focus on the lower levels because the reality is that's where people get stuck, okay? So okay. so when we're looking at level one, level one is all about self-doubt, and the, the most... The the kind of underlying emotional piece that happens in level one is that overwhelmed space. So it's that moment where you're on, you know, you're on the hamster wheel and you're overwhelmed and things are crazy and you're going, I don't know what to do or I don't know what to say or I don't know who to call and being in that space and recognizing one of two things. Number one, recognizing that the best way to step out of that is to just step back and do some self-care. Okay, so really taking care of you and in that moment, it may feel like that is the most ridiculous thing to do because you have so much to get done and you have so much to do and you don't even know where to start and so it logically doesn't make any sense to step back and take some time for you but what happens is when you allow yourself that space you get clarity and when the clarity comes so do the answers of how to move forward and so most often just stepping back allows you to get out of that overwhelmed space. And most importantly, make a decision. In that moment, it does not matter what decision you make. Make any decision because making a decision will move you out of the hamster wheel and move you forward. So getting out of that, I don't know what to do, and I don't know what this looks like, or I don't know who to call, or I don't know what to say. All of those things are kind of that same space. It's all of that self-doubt it's all of that overwhelm and so by simply stepping back doing some self-care and allowing yourself the space to just make a decision and move forward that's going to energetically move you to the next level okay so it's that's so one brilliant
1: thing. okay keep going
2: that brings us to level two and so again level two is all about fear so when we're looking at that recognizing like that voice isn't you okay that voice is there to protect you and it thinks that it is protecting you but what's happening it's creating that space where you're stuck. And it's the, the fear is coming up. And so in order to break through that fear, every time that you become aware of hearing that voice. So when you hear the voice, you're observing it. And if you're observing it, it's not you. Every conversation has to have a speaker and an observer. If you hear the voice, you're observing. And that means that voice isn't you. And so in that moment, you can take three steps. Number one is... Give that voice a name, okay? Whatever it is, call it by name, tell it to go away, and create a visualization. So I'm going to give you an example of that. I have a client who has named her gremlin Esmeralda. She, for whatever reason, and that was just what came up when we were having our conversation about the gremlin, when she hits, hears that gremlin voice, she says Esmeralda jump off of the castle and she closes her eyes and she visualizes Esmeralda from the Hunchback of Notre Dame jumping off of the Mm -hmm. castle. Okay. So doing those three steps allows you to take your power back. And in that moment, there's going to be this silence and then that voice is going to come back. And so continue to do that exercise because every time that you do that silent space is going to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And the next thing you know, It's going to be a whole month and you're going to go, oh my gosh, that gremlin hasn't showed up. Or it's going to be, you know, whatever time frame. It's going to grow each and every time that you do that because each and every time you do the exercise, you're going to take back some of your power.
1: Beautiful. Well, Melissa, we are almost out of time, but I want to thank you for sharing your wisdom on energy leadership, and I know you've piqued interest. So for those folks who want to get more from you, want to connect with you, want to learn more, how can they, I know you have a free offer, and then how can they get in touch with you, and what else do you have going on?
2: Yeah, there's probably two key ways to get in touch with me. Number one would be my website, and that is www.melissasansala.com. And there you're gonna be able to access my three steps to getting rid of that bullshit story in your head, along with a link to be able to schedule into my calendar and and have a strategy to just learn more about energy leadership and what that looks like. So learning about the the higher energetic levels and how shifting into those levels can shift your business. And so that's a free call as well. So either reaching out to me via my website, uh, my contact information is all there, Otherwise, you can find me on Facebook as well. Melissa Sinsala, Business Success Coach are probably the two best ways to to get in touch with me.
1: Perfect. Awesome. Melissa, thank you. Round of applause. I can hear it across the world. Thank you for being with us here today. Thank you for sharing your energy, which we love. You, You have such great high energy. And we just want to wish you the most amazing year that you can imagine and know that we appreciate you being part of our community. So thanks for being here.
2: You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Our pleasure. And I want to thank all of our listeners. I know we, we have twenty people from 26 countries who are now listening. I just want to say we hear you. We're with you. Um, we support you. And if there's anything we can do for you, please, please email us directly. You can email me at Ursula, U-R-S-U-L-A, at salescoachnow.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you haven't gotten our free download yet, you can go to salescoachnow.com, and you can grab our seat C- Sales Secrets of the Top 10% is a free video series. It's valued at $497. Also, super exciting announcement. September 13th will be the Belief Zone Red Carpet Book Launch here in Minneapolis. And it's going to start at 6.30 p.m. We have limited spots available. And we'll be sending that information out soon. But definitely check the website for the details because we would love to have you join us in person, as Melissa talked about. Come out for some networking and connection. You'll never know who you're going to meet. Our sales camps are coming up this fall, and all the information is also on the Sales Coach Now website. Thanks again, everybody, and make this your most epic year yet.
0: Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales.